Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again Tuesday night, a little bit after nine. Had some other things I had to take care of from an administrative part with making sure these broadcasts came out all right and still ended up on Facebook and everything. That's what took a little bit of extra time, but we are here and it wouldn't be the Scobro Show if I wasn't here with my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Good evening, Steeler fans. We are in camp. Yes. Yes. Much closer to real NFL football. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already had someone that said that they like my hat, but but I guess they don't like yours. <laughs> Rich and I didn't coordinate it. If you're not watching live, we are wearing the same hat. We are wearing the, 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 the camo training camp hat for 2022. It's, it's comfy. I like it. Actually, it's so, very comfy. Yes. Yeah, I, I I like it a lot. But uh, we are here. We're going to talk about some various things. I tell you, it's once again, I wanted I want to thank Jerry Cherry Band for providing the music for all our podcasts. What's interesting is you know sometimes people like to go onto the YouTube shows and after the fact, not not part of the live chat, but just after the fact, lay out a couple of comments and a couple of people that they're like, oh, the intro music. Well, first of all, let me tell you something. Our shows have had intro music on the podcast side for a long time. We put it in post-production. So those of you listening to this in audio form, it's nothing new. Oh, yeah. What, what are they talking about intro? But we now have the intro music playing on our live shows. And for those of you that don't like it, I'm going to say I've got two words for you, but this is a family show. So I'll just leave that to what Degeneration X used to say. Guess what? DX on care. We here. love our Jerry Cherry Band music. It is fantastic. Different. I mean, some of the shows have the same music. I think the preview and this show had the same one. Great music for a lot of the shows. Jerry Cherry, hopefully he's in there tonight at some point. We love your music. And those of you in the live chat are saying, yeah, these are great. These are great. Um, my, my buddy Chris wants to know. He brought it up here. He says, Man, I love those hats where they fit my big head. Chris. Chris, your head is not bigger than mine or Dave's. It is not bigger than my my head. I I, I know you have the illustrious, long-flowing hair, but th this is a flex-fit hat. It's a large, extra-large. It gives yep. you the right size. If I wore a fitted hat, I wear a size 8. So I'm telling you, I've got a huge head. It fits me. These are nice hats. Um, and these are great. So, hey, um. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you on the audio side only, uh, hopefully you're you're catching up with this after having some great shows today from the from Jeffrey Benedict, the curtain call, and then the Steelers fix with uh, with Andrew and Jeremy. But I know a lot of you, you're just kind of excited and waiting for Jess. Let's ride tomorrow. But we've got a whole family of podcasts. If you're only here on the live show, you've got to check out the audio stuff. I know in the past Reginald's asked, like, what do you do? And you can even go to the Behind the Steel Curtain website, behindthesteelcurtain.com. Every morning, we have a podcast. Podcast. We have an article that goes out about our podcast at 5.30 a.m. 
5.30 a.m. Brian Anthony Davis does a nice job um, bringing those together. You can listen to the podcast in that article. But if not, you can just listen anywhere you get podcasts. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and you will find us. We have... On average, three shows a day. I know we don't all we don't have the live show right now on YouTube on Saturdays, but instead we give you two on Fridays and two on Sundays. So, and I see State of the Steelers in here tonight. He had his debut um, of his audio only show on Saturday. If you're here, just checking out the live stuff. Don't make sure you don't miss that because he had a real nice show uh, with his debut show last Saturday. So, um, Rich, let's dive in. I gotta come back. To last week's topic. I've got to. I've got to. Because guess what? The, right now, I would say there's three players after today that are kind of emerging as some camp darlings. And what's crazy is we both had a list. We both had five players each on the list. One of them's on your, from your list. One's from my list. And one wasn't on the list. But as of today, I had three different players that specifically by Steelers media actually used the word darling. And I'm using it right. I've got the right word this week, don't yes. I? Yes. Uh, so, so far, well, you know, the show is young. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle Crisis is in there. Um, um, bust, busting. I don't know if he's busting on, on, um, on Jeffrey's show. But hey, make sure you tune, tune into that one on Thursday on what Ian's talking about. Because I can, I'll, spoiler, spoiler, you ready? Do you know what Yins are talking about? It's the Steelers. There, I said it. There you I go. said it. I ruined it. Well, that's all right. You still want to check that out anyway. So who was the player that you had on your list? Kind of had a big day today. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know if you were able to catch up on stuff or not. Uh, you, um, you, I'm going to go out and say that that would have been Jalen Warren. That is correct. He has really been turning some heads. It started with backs on backers yesterday, some tough runs and everything today. Doing great in, in drill work. I that told is, you why I told you why yeah. I put him on my list. And the reasons I was talking about why I put him on my list is kind of why he's being talked about right now. Yeah. Yep. And that's and no, and that's exactly what the Steelers are getting. He's turning heads. That's what you want to see. This is how Camp Darlings work. First, they start looking good in drills. Then they, you, you know, see them in some team activity and stuff too. People just talking and noticing them. Then you get to those preseason games and you and you want to see that they're actually there. Yep. So that's one that you've had. One for my list, which I, have, I don't know if he's in the live chat or not. You know, got to tip my hat. Shannon White. He's been he's been hyping him for a long time, but deservedly so. That Mark Robinson. Seventh round draft pick by the Steelers has really been showing out in some of the stuff. Really been surprising as a rookie linebacker. Haven't heard much about Buddy Johnson or anything, but definitely been hearing about Mark Robinson, especially when the pads came on. And then there was another one today. It's another linebacker, but it's I'm pretty sure he's outside linebacker. And that is, I'm going to mess up his first name. So I better make sure I have it up here. Ben, which is interesting because he did appear in at least one game for the Steelers last year, being elevated from the practice squad. And that is Delonte Scott. 
mm-hmm. that he's turning some heads. He neither one of us had him on our list. No, we did not. So, but it's interesting because one comment out there was they say Delonte Scott was part of the reason that somebody like Tyree Johnson, who I had as a possible camp sleeper, he didn't make either of our darlings list that he was released uh, this week when the Steelers signed another wide receiver. So you're going to get some movement to the roster. It's always, always kind of interesting to see um, how these players towards the bottom pan out. Any more you want to say about that before we get to the Super Chat? No, go ahead and grab the Super Chat. Super Although Chat. While, super while, you're, while, while you're finally getting up, I want to say hello to Patri- Patricia Costaneda, who said hello from Mexico. Hello from Mexico. Mexico. There you go. We, 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 oh. We, and you, you know what? That's a pre- you did pretty good pronunciation there, though. Uh, yeah. I try. Yeah, yeah, very good. Here we go. Sean Manhand, five dollars into the tip jar, said, uh, "Big news for Flores. Finns, fish, fin, fins punished hard. Ha ha. They did get that. Here's what's crazy about that. I don't want to get into that too much um, with the whole breakdown of that. The, the the in case you're not sure what's going on, if you're only following the Steelers, the Miami Dolphins were stripped of their 2023 first round pick and their 2024 third round pick. Also, their owner is not allowed to be around. There are 10 games for the Dolphins up until they play the Steelers, believe it or not. Yeah, which I think that's time, right? Yeah, which is interesting. Um, based on the whole tampering issue that Brian Flores brought up that said, why are we meeting with Tom Brady about coming here when he's still under contract with Patriots? Um, it was tampering with him. It was tampering with um, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, they did it. As, as they did not rule anything about the Flores suit where they, they didn't find anything about the throwing games. Uh, not throwing games, but encouraged to lose to improve their draft stock and, and everything. They said there wasn't the evidence. There, there was more evidence. They couldn't cor- – cor- uh, I'm going to say the word for me. Cor- cor- corrobor- corroborate. <laughs> I can't get that one out. Thank you, brother. Thanks, brother. Um, that they couldn't corroborate the evidence um, at this time. So, but at least it was something there. Um, we're still waiting by Thursday morning to see if the NFL appeals the ruling of Deshaun Watson. I don't really want to go too much into that. Watson, um, please. Yeah. Um, I'm. I think. I think from an optics standpoint, I think they will. I think they should. Um, but I don't know what'll come of it. It's it's it, it's it's easy. So <laughs> people are telling me how I can't talk. Um, trying trying to tell help me. Oh no, that good pronunciation was for the name, for the Patricia Constaneda. Yeah. Good, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk more about training camp. What's we're gonna in a little bit? We're gonna get into your specific experience. From last Thursday when you attended, you uh, you gave me a call when you're on the way home. I was I was uh, in the cell phone shop trying to get my wife a new phone, things like that. I talked to you briefly, and we haven't had a chance to catch up, so I've kind of waited so we could talk about this as part of the show, and we'll get to that shortly. But apart from your experience at camp, just some of the things that you've seen and heard, maybe even the last couple of days since they've been pads. What's your overall take with some of the stuff going on? Um, I would take away one thing right now. Okay. The defense is good. <laughs> you, you, you took mine. Kind Sorry. Of, 
Yeah, no. That's the, that's the, well, it's the easiest one. The defense there's a lot, a lot of people were focused on the quarterback. And then they made a change this week to have Kenny Pickett running with the twos with Mason Rudolph with the threes. Honestly, out of everybody, Mason Rudolph the week before was reportedly looking the best. So it made sense that they're, what are they going to do? They're going to move somebody in the opposite direction of what you would expect because they're just trying to get different looks from different players in different circumstances. The next thing you know, Rudolph's going to be running with the ones. Yep. And, and and just to switch things up, chances are is how it's going to go, not because he's promoted, but because they're wanting to get different looks. Some people are concerned because Mitch Trubisky has been struggling. He and he hasn't he hasn't had a scoring oppor- not opportunity. He hasn't had they haven't scored with Mitch Trubisky quarterback and seven shots since you were there. Correct. That's the last time Which, he's yeah. although I will say. When I was there, he went three of four. Yeah. Should have been four for four because Gentry caught, dropped a sure fire touchdown, bobbled it, knocked it up in the air, and it got picked off. Yeah. So, so, so now, that was really so. Now, is it concerning that it's been a struggle since then? Not if you'd have seen some other things I saw while I was there on Thursday. Okay. Well, we'll get to the Thursday stuff in just a second. Right. My point is, is every time, you know, people are looking at all oh, the losses for the offense. To me, I'm looking at it as wins for the defense. My goodness. You got to realize how good that Steelers defense is. I mean, I was, there was some, some film coming out from practice today at a couple of the seven shots. And I'm just like, man, oh man, how do they even begin to slow these guys down? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not great. But I also think it's going to be interesting to see how any of the other quarterbacks do going up against the, the the ones on defense. More importantly, I want to see how they all do going up against a completely different team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. having to go against the Steelers defense, that should make you that much better. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, was there something more you wanted to say about that that relates back to what you saw Thursday? Just TJ Watt wreaks havoc when he is on the field period. doesn't matter if it's against another team. doesn't matter if it's against his own team. What I saw from TJ Watt was the same intensity and the same types of things you see in him all the time. That's it. Yeah. And if he's dis- disrupting everything against other teams the way he often is, should we really be surprised that he's disrupting things against our own offense? while in practice. Yeah. No, we shouldn't be surprised. That's what we're paying the guy to do. We pay him big time. That's what he's getting paid for. Yeah, there was... What day was that? Was it Monday? Was it yesterday? I can't... They're all running together because I've done so many Mike Tomlin press conferences where he was asked, um, think, you like, to, think, think you might have to have TJ sit out um, was, so your offense last, can get some going? Was it Saturday? No, it was last Friday. Friday because okay. he he Thursday and Friday back to back days was just wreaking havoc. Yeah. And that's why then they asked because he he just I mean he's getting to the quarterback, he's knocking down passes, he's just crazy. Yeah. So yep. That sometimes it's like you can't how much are you really gonna get work done because he's just yeah, I'm there's a lot to be excited about for the Steelers defense. And I will tell you this. 
if one of the units was struggling this year, which one would you expect it to be? You would expect it to be the offense. Yeah. You want to see this defense being a highly a highly tuned machine. You know, yes, there's been no Tyson Alou, and there's been no Mika Fitzpatrick, but no Mika Fitzpatrick is given an opportunity for someone like DeMonte KZ to be out there even more to show how the Steelers will be able to utilize him in that secondary. Um, when it comes to Tyson Alou, that that's just giving the other guys some more opportunity on the on the D line, and no Larry O. He hasn't he hasn't been working with team drills. They're they're easing him in. But then again, with the offense, there's no Deontay Johnson. Today, there was no Najee Harris. There's no Pat Fryermuth, who's dinged up a little bit now. So it's it's kind of how it goes. Yep. So, yeah, well, um, so that's one thing that, that stood out to me. So what do you really – what do you what are you looking for out of the quarterbacks? <laughs> what, what, what do you want to see out of a training camp practice? As, as honestly as few as screw ups as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And please don't you get hurt or get anybody else hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be honest with you. It was something that that people gave me a hard time because I said to Brian, I'm like, what are you talking about Trubisky to Pickens in seven shots? I'm like, that was like a 45 yard pass. That couldn't have been seven shots. Everyone wants to talk about seven shots because it's that two point play. You got to remember the offense only has 12 yards to work with. Yeah, that was kind of Ben Roffel's special, Ben Roethlisberger especially, because he wasn't really pushing much beyond 12 yards past the line of scrimmage. So I like I, I actually put a little bit more value into their other team team periods and, and things of that nature. Like there was a, a video today, I don't know if you saw it, of of Mason Rudolph just dropping one end of Calvin Austin the third. Yes, and him just, I saw that one. That was it was beautiful. like 35 yards in the air, and then it was like 60 some yards total for a touchdown. That was uh what what were your thoughts on that one? Oh, it it, it was a nice play. First of all, again, I'm I'm gonna go for it. You know, we wanted it about Calvin Austin the third. You know, everybody, you know, when I was there last week, we're seeing him. They're not in pads, everything. But I'm like, you know what? Looking at that guy, it's like his, the word I used, actually, it's funny because I was talking with the basketball coach at the college because he went up there and he and I mm-hmm. were working together yesterday and we were talking about our time up there. I said, you know what? I said, CA3, the word I think I would like to use that guy it isn't just quick or fast. It's, shifty shifty yeah yeah but i'm going to ask you this because you were there with no pads on Correct. the concern was well how's he going to be when the pads go on and he has to take the hits yeah it hasn't changed much from what i've seen it, it he is the same he's the same guy in pads as he's been out of pads and to me that's what he needs to be Okay, I think what he has learned with some of his shiftiness is, and I know that he's probably, it's been because he's probably always been that smaller guy. He has learned in that shiftiness how to kind of take hits without taking the brunt of hits. You know what I mean? Exactly. Being able to move his body just a little bit at the last second so that somebody kind of catches him on the side and knocks him down, but doesn't get a real clean shot on him. Yep. Um, the one thing I would say, though, from last week when I was there is I believe it was to him. There was one play. I think it was Rudolph. 
to him, and it was like it was a nice play, but it was like you know if they had pads on, he got lit up. Mm-hmm. Not his fault. He was kind of hung. He was kind of hung out there. Yeah, over the middle, and you know that's the kind of thing I don't want to see have happen to him because you know he's not a huge guy. I mean, no. he, <laughs> I mean yeah. he's small. Yeah, but let me tell you what he he is a baller. I mean, he just goes hard all the time. And for me, it was been cool the last two days to see some video of him with the pads on and say, oh, he doesn't look that different with the pads on than he did without them on. And that's me, the key. That's what the Steelers needed. Because, you know, we've seen those guys before. Um, I always thought, um, I always think Chris Rainey was one, if I remember correctly, that always seemed kind of quick and shifty, but he seemed like a different guy with the pads on than when he was, when they were out of pads. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I didn't want that. So the fact that he's in there, still making plays, still looking like that same kind of guy with the pads on, thumbs up, looking like a pretty, looking like he could be a real nice, solid mid-round pick for the Steelers there. Yeah, and the thing is, he was my number one camp darling. See, I got it right, again, from last week. But I don't know that, I mean, but he's already, I don't know that he's going to overexcite more than what people were hoping for him because my goodness, George Pickens is doing fantastic as well. Yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson's not practicing. Chase Claypool was, you know, had the shoulder issue. I, I didn't, I didn't think I'm, I can't remember if Claypool practiced today or not out of everyone else I was looking at. So those guys are really stepping up and taking the opportunity. Anthony Miller is another guy that people were talking about. So yeah, the, the wide receivers they're really getting some work in there, and uh, but they they can only do so much with the with the quarterbacks. For those that were asking about Najee Harris, he got his foot stepped on yesterday. They kind of had him, kept him out of drills and stuff today. But he was out there, um, holding the big boxing glove thing. I think trying to smack to the ball and running back drills. And they're they're still out there, and going. There's still a lot of time um, with some of these things. But something. It's an article that I have. I think is going to be be out tomorrow on Wednesday um, about, yeah, so many times, this is something Jeff has talked about as well, that you're saying, oh, well, it's just this. It's just the first padded practice. It's just the second week of camp. It's just the preseason. It's just week one. I mean, it could even go that far. I'm like, at what point is it not just, you know, everyone don't, and the key is, is you don't want to look at all these things as one very small sample. You don't want to see, you don't want to see an interception thrown by Mitch Trubisky and, and, and judge everything right there. You don't want to look at that as one snap. You need to look at that as one of 10 snaps or one of 50 snaps or those kind of things. It's all important, but it's also just got to all come together and look at various different things. So, who? I heard something today I wanted to ask your opinion because well, I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to start my first. I have a number of questions I'm going to ask you about last Thursday. But something that I read today, I'm, I want to try to give credit in the right place. I'm pretty sure it was Mark Kabali that said this. Um, I might be wrong. It, it might have been, um, uh, was it Chris Adamski? It was one of those guys that they said so far their opinion is offensive line versus defensive line. First team, advantage defensive line. Second team, 
advantage offensive line. Third team, back to advantage defensive line. They weren't in pads when you were there. Did you get much of a gauge of anything at all with the offensive or defensive line before they were in pads? Um, yeah, the, the, the defensive line was pretty good. Actually, just a lot more quickness along that defensive line than I think you'd expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam Hayward's Cam Hayward. But believe it or not, you know, what, what, there were, again, they were rotating a lot of guys too. And the tough part at training camp, especially the day I was there, the day I mm-hmm. was there, it rained right as they took the field. Yeah. And it rained pretty hard. I don't want to say super hard, but decently hard for about 15 minutes. I'll go into more about that later, but because of that they yeah. ended up over on the turf field and they did yes. not practice on the grass at all. We were not making the trek around where you have to at St. Vincent for what was really lousy angles and things to watch train camp from just to be closer. I stayed up on the hill where I could see formations and, and movement, but then at times it made it tougher to see, especially on the line, who was in when. Mm-hmm. Um, so you couldn't tell who I couldn't always tell who okay but I would say first team it was it was the quickness of the defensive line um, that kind of was wreaking havoc here and there but again a lot of that quickness you're looking at TJ Watt and Cam Hayward yeah yeah, I mean, I mean they're both all pro. What I mean, yeah, uh, so they're they're at a level above everybody. It's, it's just what it is. So, so yeah, just I haven't heard put a this, lot from the offensive this, line. I did not see that the yeah. offensive. I did not think the offensive line was playing poorly. Put it but it's way. not that they were playing anything that was great in order to really stand out without pads on. Without pads on, that's the other thing. Is as mm-hmm. here the guys are up and they're get, they're doing, but it's all hands, mm-hmm. everything is pretty much hands yeah. when they're not in pads. So um, yeah. it was real tough. It's to, technique. To yes. Yeah. So you definitely want to see the that technique in there. Yeah, but see, uh, to me, the day I'm there then, I, I'm feeling that the advantage goes to the defensive line because almost mm-hmm. everything they're running then is pass play. So they're mm-hmm. not even thinking about the run. They're just no pads on, pulling their ears back and going right. (laughs) Well, that and they know that because they're not in pads, the person's not laying shoulders into them here and there. You know Mm -hmm. that it's all handwork, so they're at an advantage because they've got an idea what's coming at them. Yes, which is why I think coach. Which is why I think is why Coach Tomlin was asked, "Hey, we got to dial TJ back because it was just it was too easy for TJ." Yeah. Well, and that kind of goes when, when you have certain things that you can't do because of the, for example, even when they're full pads, when they do backs on backers, they don't let the running backs cut the defenders, cut the linebackers. They don't because it would be dumb to risk injury in that setting. The last thing you want to do is knock somebody out for a while or the season based on something in a drill. You you've got to win without cutting. That's just kind of what you got to do. Same kind of thing happens with that offensive line. You've got to you've got to win without letting 
you know, by, by simply just using your hands is what you got to do. Hey, I, I want to bring up something here real quick. Uh, Occam's yeah. Ox says, well, they have to stop the run. Last year was pitiful in the run game. They were getting force fed. I have some information about that. That is the topic of this week's Steeler Stat Geek podcast on our audio-only platform that will be out bright and early Thursday morning. So make sure you check that out. Some interesting stuff there. So um, now, just to ask you some more questions about your experience. First, yeah. getting there. Yeah. How was it getting in and out and parking and all that other stuff? I saw earlier, but it was like, oh, the line of traffic, the people that are showing up four hours early and, and stuff like that. How was how was that? All right, so we're there day two. Day one, the line was probably closer. We were probably two-thirds the, the amount of line that was there the first the day. Bit. Okay. Okay, so it was definitely shit. And Saturday, they said it was crazy. <laughs> okay, so I yeah. don't know if you'd seen some of the video, but they showed kind of down the hill and along straightaway that was filled up the first day. Well, the second day, we were basically at the very bottom of the little hill on the long straightaway. Okay? Mm-hmm. When they opened the parking lot up, it took us less than five minutes to be in and be parked. Okay. <laughs> it was so it's not a big deal. It was nothing. Yeah. It was just waiting till they opened up the parking lot. And what time did they open the parking lot? Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Okay, good to know. For those of you attending, I know Although earlier they, we had someone that said that they were going to be a Thursday. It was, it was late. Shoe was the last name. I can't remember. Yep. Uh, they were late that, opening it that day, though. Robert Shoe says he'll be there, there Thursday. Yeah. Go ahead. All um, right. They were late opening it that day because they were kind of uh, probably partly looking on the, the weather. weather. We saw. We saw the 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 gators and the UTVs come down. Had all the the I, I like the probably interns that are working for the Steelers and out running parking. Um, and actually, we'd sent Kyle out through a field to the top of the hill to scout, and he comes running back to the car. He said they just opened it. He got in the car, and about thirty seconds later, we started moving. There you go. So, so that was not bad. <laughs> Getting in was easy getting out no no oh, i mean then, then from oh. from the parking lot guys parked uh, i love that you go in the park you, you, you know they're just parking out in a hay field basically yeah and you saw all these places where they had stakes and little yellow ropes and things like that up and it took me till i got in around the stadium and they had a couple in around the stadium and i got over close to one i looked at and i was like i said to kyle i said oh i know what those were for out in the field Couch it, big gun. <laughs> Close, but not quite. No, but people probably have no idea what I'm talking about. No, they, they had talked about this one time. Okay. They, uh, they that, were, was a, that was on a touchdown under a long time ago. They were, Sorry, go ahead. Cord, they were coordinate, coordinating off groundhog holes. Oh, <laughs> so people wouldn't so get people stuck wouldn't in park on the ground. Yep, exa- or step in the hole. Or, so they had uh-huh. everything marked off so people wouldn't get hurt. There you go. That's gotta love it. That's yeah, that's what you gotta do. So so you're there, you, you get there, they open it up at, at 11 30. What what'd you do? Uh, what's the first thing you did after you got out of the car? Where'd you guys head to? What'd you do? Um, all right, so we headed headed towards the gate because by the time we got parked, like I said, they were about 10 minutes late opening the parking lot. By the time we got parked, they were just getting ready to open the main gate, mm-hmm. um, which we basically walked right up to and right in. The only thing was you they do have metal detectors there. We had to walk through, put down our umbrellas and chairs, and then go around and walk back through. <laughs> so you had to go through to make sure you were good, and then you had to go back and get your stuff and then go through again. 
No, you no, went okay, through, sorry. You went through bad, then dropped those things and went back around to make sure you were okay. Okay, so you brought them through, so they were through for you. Then you had to back up and come through without getting yep. okay. that. Made sense. So, now I get you. Now I get again, you. They had enough there, and they really did a good job of keeping everything moving. Gotcha. So then you, you get in, and they, of course, they had the Steelers Nation Unite tent was there. Had to spin the wheel, of course. Yeah. Um, yep. I suck at spinning the wheel. Kyle's very good. <laughs> so, okay. Kyle, touchdown. Me. What did you get? Um, a lanyard. A lanyard. Nice. Because I wanted a lanyard. Because <laughs> you... <laughs> I suck you at go. spinning the wheel. Yeah. So, and then, then we were into the shop, into the Steelers shop from there. Got you your hat. Go through there. Kyle got a hat, got a hat too, right? Kyle got a hat. Yep. Um, then um, we popped out. They had the little FedEx, what do they call it, air-to-ground area, you mm-hmm. know, little games, things like that, and we didn't bother with that. Yeah, um, fan experience stuff. Okay. Yep. Uh, we went over, found our spot, and set up chairs. Everything got ready, sat and talked for a little while. Then went over, Kyle and I went over, hit the food trucks, get a little lunch. Oh, so they have food um, trucks and yes, things Yes, they have there. food trucks in. See, these are things that I think food. people should – because I've never been there. That those that might be going for the first time. That's why I'm having you share this experience is to maybe you know give the tips of you know something you might want to do, things like that. How, how many different food trucks they have? Uh, th- they had three three different ones that okay. they were there. I'm guessing they could they could probably fit one or two more, uh, which they probably do on the weekend because it's probably going to be a lot busier there on the mm-hmm. weekend. But they just had three the day we were there, uh, and that was fine. Yeah, got something to eat. Um, We'll say this, the price of food on the food trucks, pretty high. <laughs> well, most high. food trucks are. Um, but, yeah, Chris Chris Rudisill says food trucks, this is new. So Chris yes. must have been there before. So this is something, uh, a new feature that they have that they have there. See, because I've assumed if I went, I'd have to take my pepperoni rolls if uh, if I ever went to practice. But Because um, that's what I do when I when we go to games, right? I, may, yep. I take my pepperoni rolls in yep. rather than – but I mean, you say that's kind of high. But are they? Is it higher than what you would would pay for stuff at the stadium? I would have put it right up with or more than yeah. what I paid at so, the stadium. Although that's that was the truck Kyle and I went to. Now yeah. I I told Kyle, I said, man, I should have gone over to the firehouse sub truck because yeah, yeah, hmm, good stuff. But all right, so got... you hit lunch. When did the players start coming out? All right, so uh-huh. practice is scheduled for like one fifty five or whatever. Um, about 1.30, we hit, myself and Kyle and um, Coach Matt, w- the three of us headed around the field down towards where the players were going to come from. Okay. Um, that was at 1.30, knowing that they would start coming pretty soon. And actually, a couple of them started, got down there before we even got over there. Mm-hmm. So um, we get over there. Actually... Have, watching the players kind of trickle out and trickle down to the field is one of the cool is one of the cool parts because you can actually get yep. over there and you can get pretty close. I mean, you saw I sent you some pictures. Yes, you did. Yeah, sent you pictures. TJ and Cam Hayward and, and I mean t- tiny hands. Tiny KP. hands. Yep. <laughs> um, except the, except the, the picture you sent me, you didn't actually see that. I know. I know. <laughs> but um. But that was the, that was the pretty that was pretty cool. So uh, actually, the fun part there is we're walking and along comes I don't know five or six linemen, most uh, like three or four offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, and in amongst them was Kevin Dodson. 
And when mm-hmm. I looked at him, I just, I just, I said to Kyle, I said, whoa, I said, he is just a big dude. Yeah. And Kyle said, no, he is not a dude. You are a dude. That is a man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you had sent you had said something because I, if you didn't check it out, you did a knee jerk reaction article to be in there yep. that ran first thing in the morning, Friday morning on at bindthesteelcurtain.com. You want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And you mentioned Quadrant Green. My gosh, you know, yeah, when he comes by, you know, we made a big deal about, you know, his tree trunk legs. Let me tell you what, those legs are everything. Like you see it in pictures, you think, man, is, what, you know, how's that going to portray like up close? No, up close, his legs, huge. Yeah. You know who had, let's just say this when the Steelers wore the Bumblebee uniforms for their throwbacks, and they had the, what I call the dirty baby diaper brown pants. Yeah. They definitely made, made legs look bigger the biggest legs of any Steelers I had seen that I really paid attention to was Javon Hargrave when he played for the Steelers that dude had some had some massive ham hocks as well but you say quadrant green is every bit of it um anything else stand out with the players coming out I'm just going to go back to Dotson for a minute because honestly that guy I did not realize the size that he has okay not tremendously tall, but he is big and he is big like everywhere. Like every yeah. inch of him is just a big, big man. And it's yeah. like, whoa. Like he just looked very different from all the other linemen. Hmm. And I go. just I don't know. For a guy that's been on the sealer for a couple of years, I don't think I just really noticed exactly what he looked like compared to the other players but he was he was easy to pick out in the crowd yeah uh hey here's what was i gonna say how about how about zach gentry is he as because of being so tall is he as big and cut as they kind of made him out did you notice him he is big and cut but let me tell you the other thing though he is he looks like a professional wrestler like think the ultimate warrior yeah. Okay. He is big in that upper body, but he is real, you know, trim in that waist. Yeah, that, that, yes. I mean, just so you look at it and it, it just screams as a guy that's like, you know, it just screams athleticness. Yes. You know, and um, that was yeah, the report. He, so I was wondering if you had a firsthand account. Yeah. So, you know, it was funny because actually just a couple of days ago, I was watching some old video of the ultimate warrior. And I was thinking about that because mm-hmm. just huge in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, can, you can tell can move. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, so you, they came down, they trickle down. There's a lot of stretching and everything else. I've seen a Steelers practice, not in Latrobe, because I've gone to the family night at the stadium before. And there is a lot of stuff going on. I can only imagine how rough it was if you if there's not something going on close to you. I, I have a feeling you were there the absolute worst day to be there so far in training camp yep. because they weren't on the fields in front of you. So I, I've been told many times, and from my experience, there's so many different things going on, you're not sure what to watch. Your problem was everything was going on so far away, you couldn't tell what you were seeing, 
And that made for kind of a miserable I experience. knew what I was seeing. I couldn't always tell who I was seeing. And yeah. That's it, what made it difficult. Yeah. Did you even think about having binoculars or anything? I had binoculars. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Had a set of binoculars, but we were sharing them amongst the four of us. Ah, okay. That makes sense. So, all right. So I, one thing you did say on there is that there were times because mainly the, I'm going to ask you if this is because they were so far away. You said there was times it was kind of boring. Right? It just depended on what they were working on. You know, they've got everything divvied out into like 15 to 20 minute sessions. Yes. And it all depended on what they were working you on. Hear the horn. Was, you probably couldn't even see the clock, could you? No. Because they even have a clock they had on the I field know. when I went to Heinz Field. Well, and it was Heinz Field back then um, to, to to watch the, the a practice. No. So, you know, um, I will say this. Somebody in there said, I wish Harvin would use his big leg. Uh, the dad was there. They were running some punting drills. They were wor actually working on. They did a lot of. They did a whole session on specials teamwork. Okay, they had it broken up into two pieces. They did punt. They did punt protection, and they did um, extra point field goal protection. Mm -hmm. While they're doing the punt protection, they're actually letting the punters kick the ball and have guys down there field it. Um, the first punt that Big Press let go was probably close to 80 yards. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'd never seen a punt that long before. Um, In the air. Reports are he's he's uh, he's dropped some weight since last year. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. He has. Um, not a ton. He's still got those big, thick legs going on. Um, but they've even probably trimmed down a bit as well. But yeah, he is, he's definitely dropped a little weight. Yeah, just need to get him some consistency and they'll be good to go. So you had the whole practice. You got to see the various, you saw their first seven shots of the season because they didn't run it the first year. Correct. The, 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 the team activities is, are, are the most fun when they're doing the 11 and 11 and things like that. Um, anything particular you want to say there before we, before we finish up? Uh, the, the seven shots that first day was the best part of being there. Um, mm -hmm. Also helped that, of course, that luckily because where we were sitting, you know, we were sitting as like end, like an end zone seat type. Mm -hmm. So, but basically, in front of us was part of the softball field, outfield, and then the turf field. Okay. So we were, you know, a little ways back, but luckily they ran seven shots right at us. Nice. So it was that was actually the easiest thing for me to see while it was going on. Um, I can see why players like that drill. It's yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's one play all or nothing. Yep. And hey, it comes down to that sometimes. Look at the Steelers when they hosted uh, that that disgusting purple team last year. It right. came down to one stop on, on seven shots. Yes, so, exactly. And yeah. um, so that was a lot of fun. Actually, that was a fun thing. I did get to see the only thing that happened on the grass in front of us was um, some field goal work by the kids. Oh. So you got to see... Did you get to see the, the wonderful Wizard of Boz? I did get to see the wonderful Wizard of Boz, and man, that guy can boot it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That guy is worth every penny we gave him this week, in my opinion. Yeah. And which is one thing we did not mention that Chris Boswell did get his contract. It was reported Monday night. It was signed this morning before Omar Khan held a press conference. There was, I had a players mentioned by Omar Khan article at buyingthesilkcurtain.com. Um, Boswell 
I, I messed this up before. 20 million four years. It's not 20 years. I wish you could be boss for 20 years. 20 million um, four years. That's the extension. So it's five years. That's the new money. It was reported that it was an $8 million signing bonus. Um, if the Steelers keep it in their normal structure where he was paid the league minimum for his first year as his, as his salary and then, and then a signing bonus, the Steelers will save a little bit on the salary cap. I had it calculated if it's if it's that that it would be um, 540k, uh, or they could have him a little bit higher salary. They they might have just been looking to keep him around the same salary cap number this year that he already was. Um, if they wanted to, don't know. We don't have the specifics of that yet. Congratulations, Wizard of Oz. One last question before we finish this up. We're okay. running a little bit late here. Afterwards, when the players go, when they meet, they sign and all that, and they go up the hill, did you guys go get in on all that? And as someone asked at the very beginning, did Kyle get his hat signed? All right. Or was the rain rolling in? So Not much of that happened that day. Probably because of the rain. Now, they did have a group of kids there that some of the players came over and did some stuff for down on the field. Um, But the players scattered in very different directions at the end of that practice. Really? Um, Yeah. Some of them went out over and back up the hill. Others stuck around and took took golf carts. Um, Kyle could have did not get his hat signed. He could have had his opportunity because Coach Tom came over, talked to the group of kids, was then coming over to get in a golf cart. Kyle was down there fairly close. I told Kyle that he some things he needed to yell or say to try to get Coach Tomlin's attention. Kyle refused to do it. That sounds like Kyle. <laughs> Which is exactly like Kyle. Chicken out. Kyle, chicken out. Yep. Kyle. And, it, and so it did not happen. Kyle, chicken so. out. Yep. Hash, hashtag Kyle chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anything else you want to say here before we go on? We're, we're going to roll our, our big question and then call it a night here as we just well, kind of take in what was going on. Yep. For me, you know, going to training camp, Good, glad I went. Um, if I had to do it over again, I definitely want to try to get there at a time when they were in pads. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't be helped though. I had to, I, I basically had to go last week. That's yeah, the only opportunity we really had to go. Um, I mean, if you go expecting to have an experience like when you go to a game, you're not, it's not. that's no. why they don't charge for it. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but overall, it was pretty cool. Um, Get in there, see some of the see some of the guys up close, kind of just feel the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty good atmosphere. Um, nice part was, you know, some of those guys. They, it was a great day for their practice. Honestly, it rained early. They all got nice and drenched on for a few minutes, but then uh, because of the rain, it stayed cool and the breeze picked up. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, you think about what it could be there in central Pennsylvania that time of year, you know, you could be talking 90 degree weather. Instead, we're talking probably uh, mid to upper seventies with a nice breeze going on and, um, and cloud cover here and there. So. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Coach Tom doesn't mind the rain. As long as it's not storms, they'll keep going. He likes to yeah. have practice in the rain. So that's another thing to look at. Cause I know Kathy said there, she's um, where uh, Kathy Ford said, excited to be going, but rain predicted like rain isn't a problem. The, the only thing is the storms. And the thing is with storms, they could be predicted and not happen. They could not be predicted and show up. That's just, that is 
that is the East Coast we, this time of year. We were watching this coming on the radar. The way it yeah. showed up and the way it was showing the heavy rain, you expected there to be thunderstorms. Nope, it was not. It was just it was just a squall line of rain. Um, no thunder or lightning, so they were able to stay out and keep going. That's fantastic. All right, so Rich, I'm just trying to come up with a with a question here. I'm going to ask it to you first. Okay. It's, it's kind of different there. Some people are excited at a training camp. You're excited for the preseason. If you could just say one thing, one thing, one small phrase, or even just a word, what are you most excited about with the Steelers coming up this season? Oh, goodness. Um, what are you most excited about this season? You know what? While you're while people are thinking of that, I'm even putting it out there in the live chat so people can go ahead and start thinking about what they want to want to say. Also, um, the first thing that popped into my head here was unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's just, you know, especially from the offensive standpoint, I'm just not sure what to ex- yeah. expect yet. And they're going to be, they're going to be more unpredictable because You're, you, you all but took my answer. It's almost the same thing. You ready for mine? Okay. Yes. The unknown. Yeah. The unknown. You know, what is known it's another thing I'm excited about. It's known that this defense is going to be good. You know, if they can stay healthy, do what they can. TJ Watt being TJ Watt and things like that. That's exciting. But there's a lot of unknown for this season. I'm excited about it because, you know, think about it. The most unknown that the Steelers had before, there was some a lot of unknown in 2004. That was turned into be an extremely exciting season. There was some unknown in 2019 when Ben went down, and it ended up being – you can't say that wasn't an exciting season. So sometimes it was frustrating, but it was still excited. Here we go. We're going to roll through this as quick as we can to finish up. Sean Manahan says, redemption. I assume that's the answer to this question. What's he most excited about? Redemption. Okay. Brian Brown says, the Steelers defense. That's a good one, too. Um, um, Occam's Ox. I don't know if this is the answer to the question or not, but I'm going to bring it up as one. He says, it's a new era. Okay. Um, Steel Dog 88 says, he's most excited about the team's future. Reginald River says he's excited about the 53-man roster. That's yeah, You know what? I get really excited about that, too. Yeah. I do, too. Okay. 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 Um, Stacey Lynn, I will I will, um, I, I, I will interpret this. I'm sure you typed this in fast. I think it's supposed to be getting back on the field on game day because I don't think it's during back on the forward on game day. But I understand how that is when you're trying to type quick because I, I almost screwed up the question pretty bad tonight too. Okay. Um, George Test is excited to see what happens the first game. Okay. Eddie Powers is the, that was excited about the passing offense. Probably the differences you can get with a different quarterback this year and how it'll be different. Kathy Ford, the new dynasty. Yes. I like, that's a great answer. Okay. Moneybag says, uh, the Steelers. Uh, Steelers. <laughs> yes. Duh. Yes. Okay. See, Stacy typed again. There she said, getting back in the field on game day. Yes. Um, um, Devin Logan says, excited to see the new offense with lots of moving parts. Okay. BF Bud says the offensive and defensive play. Okay. Ron Reed says cornerbacks and George Pickens. Okay. Um, Chris Rudisill says Canada's offense. Will it work with more of his players, meaning players that they feel are more his style to do what he wants to do? Um, Bernardo Vasquez says, I'm excited because I'm not accurate sure about anything. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> nice. Okay. Giorgio TJ says, says the first game. I'll give Chris another answer. All right, Chris. He says definitely TJ. Um, Sherry Richards. This is a long one, but I'm going to bring it up. Sherry's a regular here. Uh, to see if Canada's offense actually works now that he has upgraded O-line and his pick of QB. Okay. Um, Steeler Chick 46 says watching TJ sack Brady. I love that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, let's see. Some people were talking to each other. Uh, Mark Tobin says excited about Pickens and Austin. Mm -hmm. I love this answer. Bart Mackey, everything. everything. Yep. Okay. Um, there, there we go. Uh, I think that's it. I know Moneybags had another one. I don't know if he's answering another question or not, but Rich. That was just nice. Uh, oh, wait, got a couple more. Michael D says, excited about Najee and, and the big maulers. Um, and this is Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Seeing if Mike T really lets the defense defensive coaches actually coach. Okay? Defensive coaches are actually coach. Mike Tom's just going to keep being head coach. Head coach has say over everything. For those, I mean, this, this is one thing that I, I love about um, – about KT Smith, like you're the head coach. Yeah. You have coaches that you have do stuff, but when it all comes down to it, it's on you. Okay. Um, Rich, say the name for me. Patricia Constantina. There you go. Watching the Steelers on the field. Okay. Um, so that's good stuff. Rich, thanks for sharing with your experience. I just wanted to take the time, share your experience, being there, offering any kind of tips and things. So people have an idea if they're heading to training camp later this year. Oh, okay. The gates open. Oh, they have a food truck to me finding out they have food trucks. there. that was a, that, that's a big thing. Cause now, you know, that you can go and worry about those kind of things and, there. Don't have to pack or anything right. like that. If you're coming in too, it's a, it's real easy off of us 30 coming through okay. the trip. You know, for, for me, it's just a couple roads. I, I, we went up us 219 till we hit us 30 cross us 30. You turn, turn at a light right past the, you know, for us going West was right past the uh, airport. Um, took the next light and you're right there. Is I that mean, the same us 30 that runs like all the way through Lancaster and all that? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're stretching out there. Only, I'm on the wrong side of the state. <laughs> you're, you're only out, you know, you're only, you know, it's only another 10 minutes for me going West mm -hmm. out past Iowa park. So, Oh, there you go. Hey, quick question, because just trying to, to, to sum this up for everyone. What's, what's the policy with like bringing your own beverages? Is it like the stadium where they have to be sealed or, or, or how were they with stuff? Yes. And of course, no alcoholic beverages. That's actually okay. not even a, a Steeler policy. That's a St. Vincent's policy. Yes. I, that um, surprised me. But just so you know, cause we have, when it, when, even when you go to the stadium, you can take, you can take your own beverages in the stadium as long as they are not of the non-alcoholic variety and they are sealed, factory sealed. Yep. You can we, take we in a water in a or couple, soda or something like that. Yeah. We took in a couple bottles of water. Yeah, so, good call. Good call. So yeah, this we wanted to get some information out to you, talk about your experience, talk about everything going on. It's just that this is our family show. This is what brothers do. We sit around. I wanted to hear how everything goes. I'm so excited. I mean, do you realize when we talk next week, we will be talking about the upcoming preseason game. Correct. We'll be talking about the upcoming preseason game. I can't believe yeah. it. I'm going to have to be doing another show soon. We're going to have to be doing the post-game show. This is crazy. This is great. Yes, it feels like the Steelers, you know, they, they reported a week ago. Tomorrow, you know, this finished officially finished the first week of practices. When you think about it, I think of it being the second week because they have every Sunday off. But, I mean, you're one, you're one week in, and you're a week and a half away from a preseason game. 
It's right here. It's plenty to get excited about. Really ready to go here. So, wow. I am now looking at your table, but that's so okay. sorry. You're back. <laughs> okay. Issue. It's screaming at me. Okay. Well, I was. <laughs> that's all right. Like two whiz. Uh huh. <laughs> it almost it almost crashed. And oh, there you know we go. What I... <laughs> Because because then I, I would have had to, to to deliver your ending. So yes, you would have. Rich, I'm going to let you finish it off here. Give us your final thoughts. Oh, come on! Final thoughts this week are easy. Okay, training camp very cool. Training camp very awesome. Right. However, mm-hmm. however, what I'm waiting for next is exactly what you said. We'll be talking about next week. Getting ready for that first preseason game. Preseason game means I potentially can get back into, you know, knee-jerk reaction mode. Yeah. Can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the same. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing.